All right, everybody, welcome to the official first episode of This Blows My Mind. I want to thank everybody who listened to our pilot episode and decided to give us another shot. If this is your first time listening, no worries. Uh, there's uh, there's nothing in the first episode you really missed, but it might be worth taking about 20 minutes and uh, checking out what, uh, what the show is going to be all about. This episode will be another kind of personal story that uh, just recently happened to me that kind of bridges the gap between both this podcast and my other podcast, The Documentary Show. Definitely wasn't something I was planning out, it just kind of kind of popped in, but this episode is going to be about sleep paralysis and my little personal episode. Uh, here it is, episode one of This Blows My Mind. So this is kind of bridging the gap between both both podcasts. My my new endeavor, this blows my mind, and uh, in my in my other show, um, the documentary show. Again, of course, shameless plug. Go check us out, the documentary show, Doc Show Pod on Twitter, the documentary show on Facebook. Um, if you're into into documentaries or anything like that, so so this kind of goes back a couple days ago. I was I was home alone. I was into a, a little scary movie kind of mood. And I started, you know, just flipping through Netflix, watching some like indie horror movies, kind of indie creepy stuff. Um, the movie The Creep, uh, which is a little indie kind of thing. It was it was good enough, um, nothing great. But after that movie, popped up uh, some you know Netflix suggestions, and the one that caught my eye was called The Nightmare, um, new from 2015. Um, I'll give a, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the uh, the description here. So the the little tagline for this is The Nightmare, a look at a frightening condition that plagues thousands, sleep paralysis. So that was quick and straight to the point. Um, This one, like I said, 2015, directed by Rodney Asher. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a great documentary, but it definitely does document what these people were going through. And it's it's I w- it's definitely not a B movie. It's got a a little bit better special effects budget than than your average B movie. So they did some cool kind of creative special effects stuff and and some really great cutscenes and reenactments that are really fun. So basically, the first half of the movie and and really continue. I mean, basically the whole movie are kind of one on one interviews with sufferers of sleep paralysis. So what sleep paralysis is, at least for for these folks, is while you're sleeping. You kind of uh, wake up in like kind of a dreamlike state. There's the sleep part, and then the paralysis part is you cannot move. Um, a lot of these, there was one story where a person was standing up, I believe, as a young kid. But most of these stories are people laying on their back, kind of looking out uh, at the room. So you're you're kind of somewhere between awake and sleep, and can't move. Now the 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 crazy thing is, of course, you know everybody has nightmares. Everybody has all this kind of you know, stuff that, that scares them while they're, you know, sitting in a dark room, you know, in the middle of the night. But what, what's really weird is they start telling, everybody starts telling their stories and everybody's story is very similar, like eerily similar. There's a few kind of main concepts that, that pop up a lot in, uh, you know, in these people's stories. So the, the kind of the, the one big basic thing is these big, tall, skinny, they call them like shadow people a lot. 
they're they're kind of not really physical forms, but you can see them there. They're the shape of a human, and and all that. It's funny because because you know people are the, the 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 sufferers of the sleep paralysis have their own ways of describing them. So sometimes they come out as a little more alien like, uh, you know, with big eyes and big mouths. Sometimes they're kind of lizard like with you know same big eyes, big mouth. One of the things that they don't really bring up till later in the in the movie, but it really fits is they're very similar to what you would think of as like, you know, Slenderman from the video game Slenderman. And it's pretty similar to that, which is kind of creepy. There's there's all these stories of these people that they're visited in the night by these shadow people. And then, you know, that goes along with that. They're unable to move and all they can do is kind of look and watch. So sometimes they, they inter, you know, these shadow people interact with the the sleepers. You know, it, it kind of varies. There's a story later on where a woman uh, says that she's stuck in paralysis and this shadow person crawls on top of her and has sex with her maybe, or it feels like it's having sex with her. I'm not 100% sure. I can't remember. But, uh, you know, some, it's it varying degrees of interaction. Sometimes there's just a, a person at the edge of the, the bed insulting them or or humiliating them and saying this kind of like crazy stuff. Everybody had their own kind of flair on it, and which makes sense because everybody has their own style of dreaming and nightmares and all that. But it, what was so weird is, is these people describing it as being very much awake and, and cognizant of what's going on, just unable to move, and it feeling like there's a person or spirit or something in the room with them. Now, one of the cool things, it doesn't come till maybe halfway even more through the even further through the 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 the, the documentary they they kind of explain the myth of sleep paralysis or the 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 kind of mythos of sleep paralysis i guess and it's in all kinds of countries it's in norway and germany it's i think called the mare or the mare which is you know nightmare i guess I'll, there's a bunch of like east east asia you know, Japan, China kind of have their stories to it. It's it's just weird. It's it's all over. Which one, I guess you could say, hey, maybe there's these dark spirits coming into people's dreams. Uh, or two, you could say there are humans all over the world, so it's a human kind of disorder that's that's happening. I think that's probably the the most likely. But some of the other things they they explain that it could be are beings popping in and out of different dimensions and kind of visiting us in our dimension. Uh, that's that's probably not the case. Who knows? Um, there's another one where it could be dark spirits. Um, could be like a ghost type of thing. Uh, not sure if that's the case either. What's, what's, what's really cool about it is that everyone shares this very similar description of what's happening. Um, one of the other things that I, I left out is uh, a lot of people say that they... It's almost like screaming and like screeching metal, like going on in their head, or maybe even the creatures are screaming at them. And that's a common theme that pops up in a lot of people's stories. So that's just another added layer of of creepiness to it. It also really sucks because whenever they do the screeching metal screaming parts, it's really loud. So it kind of was a sucky part of the documentary just to watch. That's a, a little side note. But it really shows how annoying it would be if that was happening to you while you were asleep. Uh, but the, the the one guy brings it up and then a lot of other people touch on it is that it's, you know, this big hulking figure was standing next to him. He has a, it's I'll, I'll, I'll kind of give the background of his story. It's weird. He's having relative sleepover 
and he has to sleep in bed with his like two cousins like or something it's 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 a weird moment and you could i mean i kind of drew the conclusion that i don't know he doesn't want to sleep in bed with his two cousins so maybe that's kind of stressing him out and inducing this uh this kind of night terror but what ends up happening is he says there's this giant hulking creature he can feel it standing next to him he says if the room is eight feet tall this thing's nine feet tall with a hump like it's it's fills up the entire room has glowing red eyes screaming that screeching metal grinding sound you know right next to his head it's also i guess at some point it starts talking to him and and whispering something you're gonna die i don't know what it whispers it whispers some kind of dark evil something you don't want to get whispered to you then the cool thing is his cousin wakes up screams freaks out has this big like panic attack night terror something it actually snaps him out of the sleep and he's you know he's been dealing with this sleep paralysis for years he's he knows that hey man my nights are probably gonna suck so he feels bad for her he's like oh you know I, you know you just had a bad dream whatever and she says okay this is crazy there was a cat black cat laying on my chest bright red eyes same as the other guys uh you know same as as what the the, the main sufferer saw black cat laying on my chest bright red eyes whispering to you in some kind of other language i couldn't understand freaked her out she jumps up all this kind of crazy stuff uh and then they kind of cut back to the story of the the mythos of sleep paralysis and all these other cultures and there is a cat with red eyes or uh sometimes it's, it's like drawn as like a little goblin type thing sitting on people's chests talking to them whispering to them all this other stuff so, I mean, I guess you, you can only believe somebody's story so far, but it's another piece of a puzzle that, you know, fits the, the description. Um, so there's that. Now, believe what you will about sleep paralysis or beings from other dimensions visiting, uh, visiting and, and messing with these people. What I would say is probably going on is these people are stressed out and, and it's like some kind of human reaction that the brain has that can freeze you in paralysis and make you see things shaped like humans. We're kind of conditioned as, as humans to, whenever you see a face on the moon or, or on the, you know, the hood of a car, our, our brains are just conditioned to see human shaped things. So I think that's maybe what's going on here. There's a little bit of mix of fear of the dark and, and all that. One of the cool things is they talk about when the internet first showed up, that's when these people were kind of self-diagnosing themselves because they, they found other people that were also suffering from the same thing. And in the tagline of the movie, I don't, I don't know if they touch on how many people really suffer it, but in the tagline for the movie, they say thousands. And if there's thousands all over the world, or even thousands just in the United States, that's not that many. Um, so, so it is a, a pretty rare thing, I guess. So who knows, probably, you know, just some kind of weird thing the brain cooked up, but, but it, it's, a, it's really affecting these people, so you, you can't say it's not a real thing. Now, what they talk about in the in the movie is whenever they share the experience with their friend, you know, they say, yeah, this is what I'm going through. This is what happens when I go to sleep. It's it's wild. Um, that friend, they say that friend comes back and says, I, I hate you, man. Whatever you whatever you're experiencing, you like passed it on to me. Now I'm having these this night paralysis problem. And it's kind of just it's it's the same thing as if you see a scary movie and there's a, a, a guy hiding in the, the closet 
whenever you're going to bed, you're going to kind of be scared if your closet doors open. So I think it's kind of that where somebody tells you, oh, this is what happens when I go to sleep. And then you start getting scared of it too. Uh, another thing they talk about is the Freddy Krueger kind of effect where people would see the movie Nightmare on Elm Street and, and be afraid to go to sleep. And it's probably something similar, similar to that. Um, I know a lot of people in the movie kind of shared that that movie touched on it. There's some other movies they bring up. Insidious 2 has some, some sleep paralysis moments to it and uh, some kind of shadow people moments to it. So there's that. I, I, I liked the movie. I thought it was cool. Um, not necessarily scary, like in the, in the scary jump out and scare you sense, but a creepy idea, if nothing else. So I'm going to bed. This night, uh, I'm sleeping in bed by myself. I have no problem going to sleep. No, you know, not, no, no, like fear of, of going to bed, but I sleep on either my side or like my stomach. And this night, fell asleep with my arm under my pillow. Happens every once in a while. I woke up in the middle of middle of the night uh, with my arm completely numb. You know, it's, it's my arm fell asleep. Really, really bad. It ha- like I said, it, it happens. That's how I sleep, so it, it does happen. What I do every time, look down at my arm, make sure it's not black or f- about to fall off. And when I look down at my arm, <coughs> Jesus Christ, my cat scared the piss out of me. <laughs> when I looked down at my arm, I couldn't see it. There was no arm there. So that, you know, freaked me out a little bit. I was like, okay. So I sit up out of bed. There's a window in my room and I'm going to hold my I'm going to hold my hand up in front of the window cuz it's letting light in. I'll be able to see, you know, you know, there's my arm. So I lift my arm up, put it in front of the window. There's no freaking arm there. Like I can see my elbow. I can go down to my elbow. I can see my bicep down to my elbow. Nothing after that. And I know this is just my arm falling asleep. It happens every time I fall asleep on my arm. But I think, oh, I, I watched that, that documentary about sleep paralysis. This is maybe something like that. That's cool. It's, it's happening. It's a really crappy version of it, but it's happening. You know, I'm, now this is a couple minutes have passed. I can move my fingers again. I can feel my arm. What's weird is as soon as I can move my fingers, I immediately see my arm. So it's some kind of weird brain trick. Uh, that was that was goofy. But so my arm's back. I'm ready to go to bed. There's that. Now the same story as, you know, when you see a scary movie and there's a guy in the closet, you get scared of closets. Now that I'm thinking, oh, that was like that movie, I'm petrified to go back to sleep. I, I, I guess this was probably... I'm trying to think of the time frame. This is about an hour and a half before I'm actually going to wake up and get ready and go to work. Now, I am petrified. I could just wake up and, and be awake, but anyone who knows anything about me, I would much rather sleep until the last possible second before I have to get up, even risking sleep paralysis. Uh, it's not going to get me out of bed any earlier. So I, I'm, I'm, I, I've already committed. I'm, I'm going to stay asleep. I'm going to stay in bed. For the next, let's say, 45 minutes, I cannot stop tossing and turning. Feels like there's something behind me every time I go and roll over. I'm afraid to lay on my back because that's how these people describe how they're laying when they get hit with sleep paralysis. I definitely don't want it to happen. And the more you think about it, the more you get just caught up in your own brain. So I can't say I necessarily got hit with sleep paralysis, but I definitely got some fear of getting hit with sleep paralysis. Um... 
in there. So now, about an hour before I wake up to go to work, my cat wakes me up. Of course I have a black cat. Of course I've been tossing and turning, so I know my cat knows I'm awake. It comes into my room. I have to grab my phone. I, I make sure it's my cat and not some kind of devil creature coming to kill me. I see it's my cat. Everything's fine. I lay down. I know the cat's going to jump on the bed and give me a cheap scare. It does, of course. Now, whenever my cat wants food in the morning, it does anything to get you up. So I immediately am just going to start petting this cat like crazy, make myself feel better. I think, okay, this cat's definitely going to come lay on my chest. It almost never does, but why wouldn't it? Of course, the black cat comes and lays on my chest, just like it does in the story. I've checked about a million times to make sure it doesn't have red eyes. It doesn't. Just adding to my my paralyzing fear of sleep paralysis, this cat lays on my chest. I finally get up, give the cat the food, go back, lay down. By this time, it's almost time for me to get up anyways. I did fall back asleep. I think I got an extra 15 minutes before I officially woke up, but I didn't die. So that's something. It was cool. And, you know, that was that was, you know, maybe four or five days ago. I haven't been hit with any other sleep paralysis. But now that I'm talking about it again today, probably will pop up tonight. So that'll be something to look forward to. uh, See how the the power of the brain influences my dreams again. But if you want to see if uh, if you get affected by some sleep paralysis, check out the movie uh, The Nightmare. It's on Netflix. I think it's exactly an hour and a half, so it's not too much time. It's a cool little look into these people's uh, sleep habits and uh, and nightmares. I, I would definitely say worth a watch on Netflix, you know, if you're into that kind of creepy, creepy true life story. All I know is I am glad that I didn't uh, die in my sleep or get terrorized by any shadow people. Um, it was cool. It was a fun little experience that I got to have the exact same night I watched a, a documentary about it. So that just goes to show how powerful the brain is when it wants to scare you. If I can pass on any advice to you, I would say don't get sleep paralysis, I guess, because it sounds horrible. It sounds like it ruins your night. Uh, Definitely drove these people in the movie crazy. So that's all for episode number one of This Blows My Mind. I'm not really sure what we're going to cover on next episode yet. Uh, We might do a monster of the month kind of thing. Or, uh, or maybe just jump into some kind of future tech something. Maybe even have a uh, guest episode. Uh, we'll kind of see where it plays out. If you have any ideas, please reach out to me on social media, on Twitter. Uh, again, you can follow me on my personal page, at that old John. You can also follow the show, at This Blows My Mind. That's probably the best way to uh, see when new episode and new content is going to be posted. It's also the best way to reach out with uh, some internet links of cool stuff I should be covering. If you're also looking for some help when it comes to picking out some documentaries to watch, definitely check out my other podcast, The Documentary Show. It's a cool look at uh, some other documentaries I get to do with my partner, Keith Bodela, uh, and that's a whole lot of fun too. So if you're if you're into the whole documentary scene, definitely check that out. Episode 1 complete. I'll see you guys on episode 2 of This Blows My Mind.